lots and lots of Republicans voted for me in the Senate to substitute its judgment for the people in picking a president. They are ready for someone to take the reins. We need more engagement in this public discourse and not less. Just listen. I think that's what I need to do is just really listen. What's up, Tennessee? Welcome to TriStar Talk. I'm Jeff Patterson, here to give you the latest on everything happening in the TriStar state. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out on all the news going on in the state. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TriStar Talk. I just want to start off the show by bringing attention to the press conference President Trump held yesterday, where he made, surprisingly, more false claims about coronavirus treatments, President Trump insinuated that a potential treatment could be injecting bleach or disinfectants into your body. He also played around with the idea of lights, UV lights or something similar in your body to kill the virus. It is completely unproven and he was mocked to no end on Twitter for (laughs) his latest gaffe. It's unsurprising and it's sad that the company Lysol had to come out and, and tell people, no, do not ingest cleaning supplies. So that's where we are right now. For your coronavirus update here in Tennessee, the Tennessee Department of Health announced there are at least 8,266 reported cases of the coronavirus in the state as of Thursday afternoon, up from 7,842 on Wednesday. At least 793 people have been hospitalized and 4,193 have recovered so far. And as of Wednesday, the CDC said that there have been at least 802,583 cases reported in the United States with nearly 50,000 deaths. We're expected to reach 50,000 deaths by next week. The CDC did not have new case data for Thursday, but I'm sure we'll see those numbers soon. In Tennessee, 33% of hospital beds are available and the state has 32% of its ICU beds open and 75% of ventilators are available. Those are good numbers, but again, if if we are expecting this virus to surge again after after the state opens up, those numbers could look a lot worse. We're just going to have to monitor it as we go. We have 5% of the world's population in the United States with more than 25% of the coronavirus deaths. Of course, we we don't we don't actually have all of the numbers here or or in other parts of the world either. There hasn't been sufficient testing to know everything, but those are pretty grim numbers. Billy is rolling out his Tennessee pledge guidelines. These are not mandates. And these are the instructions for businesses as they reopen starting next week. Governor Lee says that Tennessee retailers are able to open on Wednesday of next week at 50% occupancy. And 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 you can check out all of his guidelines. And I'll be sure to post those on, on Twitter and Instagram so you can get a full detailed look at that. Governor Lee is also asking the federal government for more assistance as we move forward. Tennessee request requested to use Medicaid funds from the federal government to cover the cost of coronavirus treatments for uninsured patients but it's likely to not be approved anytime soon because the federal government intends to use funds approved from the new coronavirus relief package that Congress recently passed. 
to reimburse hospitals directly rather than having states facilitate those payments. The state's 10-care department in the last month submitted a request with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to establish a $104 million safety net fund to reimburse providers offering care to the uninsured who have been diagnosed with COVID-19. But President Trump, again, has has signaled that for Tennessee, such a waiver for Medicaid funds will not be necessary right now. And the Federal Department of Health and Human Services outlined a plan for hospitals and doctors to submit bills directly to the federal government to be reimbursed for treating the uninsured. Apparently, again, just the federal government is focused on the CARES Act as the mechanism to address the COVID-19 treatment for the uninsured. And again, Governor Lee is just kind of still waiting from federal guidance on how to spend the money that the that the state is getting. And, and Tennessee has intended for the uninsured safety net fund to be jointly financed by the state and federal government. The state had planned to use reserves from Access Tennessee to cover the state's portion of it. But here are the here's here are the real numbers that we need to look at. Roughly six hundred and seventy five thousand people in Tennessee do not have health insurance. That's 10 percent. And while Democrats in Tennessee have throughout this entire thing and we've talked about it, we've brought up some of the people that are strong proponents of, of expanding Medicaid and saying that that's what we need. We need that long term solution in place to deal with our uninsured and underinsured problem. It, it's been it's been an unsuccessful fight for a while Governor Haslam unsuccessfully attempted to get the Republicans to do that in 2015. It blows my mind. Instead of just expanding Medicaid and getting 90% of the cost covered by the federal government, bringing in billions to the states for low-income Tennesseans, Governor Lee just wants a little bit. He's just asking for a Medicaid waiver that he's not going to get. It's purely political, purely political move by the state's Republican Party. But rock, flag, and eagle, am I right? Republicans don't believe in providing more coverage to those who already can't afford it. And that may be one of the reasons why Tennessee leads the country in medical bankruptcies. 70% of Tennesseans have medical debt, including me. But I guess that they can't be bothered to address those issues in the midst of a global health crisis. What we need is a long-term plan, and this administration won't do anything about it. Here is what they want to do, though. Lawmakers were pushing Billy to tighten abortion restrictions in the midst of all this. They wanted to make that harder to get, despite it being common sense that it's a time-sensitive procedure, and it was quickly shot down by a federal judge. It was U.S. District Judge Bernard Friedman, who was appointed by Ronald Reagan. Apparently, he was some Republican president or something. I'm, I'm not sure. Said that the defendants didn't show that any appreciable amount of PPE would be saved if the ban is applied to abortions. It was clearly just a limit put in place that even a Republican judge found to be unconstitutional under the laws of this country. So why they would want to be pushing to limit health care access to people and not expand Medicaid and ensure more people have good health coverage really just demonstrates the priorities of the party in power here in this state. The University of Tennessee system has refunded over $40 million to students because of the coronavirus. And that was from an announcement from UT President Randy Boyd. If you'll remember, he also ran for governor. I'm sure is not ruling out uh, trying to run again at some point in the future. Boyd went over the university's response to COVID-19 and he discussed plans for the next several months. The majority of the impact of the of the money refunded, $28.3 million across all campuses, comes from refunds that were issued to students for housing and dining costs. 
And that makes sense. You know what people people should have been re, should be refunded for that. They didn't finish out their semester. They didn't get the benefits of, of what they they paid for. So that that makes sense in Congress. Jim Cooper brought my attention to this article that said a majority of Americans, eight and 10, so 80 percent say strict shelter in place guidelines are worth it to keep people safe from the coronavirus and to control the spread. That same percentage around 80 percent also say they can follow the restrictions for at least one more month. Only 20% of Americans say the broad shelter-in-place measures are an unnecessary burden that is causing more harm than good. One-third of the respondents say they could obey the, restric- the restrictions for an additional six months, and only 3% say they can't do it at all. So, I obviously, we can consider maintaining restrictions. And majorities of all major political groups, all Democrats and Republicans say that stay at home orders support, say they support stay at home orders. Democrats have 94 percent approval for the idea. Independents, 84 percent and Republicans lower, 61 percent, but still a majority. And new Nashville resident Tommy Warren, she's not really concerned with the virus. She said she's more worried about stepping on a used heroin needle than she is the coronavirus. But she had a maybe it's just me. And I think that's true. I think that's the only thing I've ever agreed with her on is that it's true that it's probably only her that has that concern. Representative Steve Cohen said he is working to repeal the tax provisions that were inserted into the CARES Act. Two of the provisions we mentioned on the last pod totaled $195 billion taken from the public treasury. And that's according to early analysis from Congress's nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation point out that the the beneficiaries of this massive, massive tax deferral only total about 43,000 people. And they have million dollar plus incomes and they'll get 80 percent of the windfall from these from these tax deferments that that comes at about one point six million dollars to each of them for 2020 alone. That's thirteen hundred times what regular Americans are getting with their $1200 check. So that's this is this is what we're up against and I and I've also seen some other some other officials uh even including Senate candidate Bill Haggerty saying what we need is more tax cuts and to expand the tax base. What this is really about is just cutting taxes for those at the top, keeping taxes where they are or even potentially raising them for everybody else with no plan in sight to raise wages. So it's business as usual for the right in this country. Steve Cohen did vote on the new legislation to provide $370 billion for loans and grants to small businesses. And he wants to and he wanted to ensure that those funds do, in fact, go to true small businesses, not major chains. It also includes $75 billion for hospitals and health centers and $25 billion for coronavirus testing. And I just want to bring attention to this other this other story that I saw. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo eviscerated Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell suggested that states that are having a hard financial time in the midst of this should just declare bankruptcy. I don't think he has had the same sentiment towards large companies that have been asking for bailouts. He's not telling them they should just declare bankruptcy, but he is telling states to declare bankruptcy in the midst of this. Cuomo says, there's ever a time to put aside petty partisan fights. It's right now in the midst of a national crisis. If there's a time for humanity and decency, it's right now. And if there's a time to ignore political bias, it's right now. 
Now is the time to unite the country, not to divide America into Democrat and Republican. What we need to do is unite the country by doing everything we can to help those who need it most, to support our communities and make sure services are available to everyone. And the only way we're going to get any of that is if we vote. We have to vote. We have to support candidates running to change the status quo. Governor Cuomo also announced that he issued an executive order today to ensure every New Yorker automatically receives a postage paid application for absentee ballots. He says we shouldn't have to risk our lives to vote. And I was really hoping Governor Lee would take a serious look at that. Tennessee could really stand to benefit from expanding its vote by mail. And as we've discussed before, there are a lot of concerns out there that are just completely unfounded. There's no evidence to suggest that Democrats or Republicans are going to benefit from this. But there is evidence to suggest that there is an increase in voter participation if you do that. And it's just common sense based on this pandemic that you're keeping people safer and out of harm's way if you don't force them to wait in long lines in large groups to vote in person. In election news... Jerry Green, she's a candidate for the 83rd House District here in Tennessee. She said she was so incredibly honored to have been selected in the first round by Moms Demand to receive the Gun Sense Candidate Distinction for 2020. She's a gun violence survivor. She has promised to fight for common sense gun legislation. And that's something we desperately need here in Tennessee. But that's it for the show today. Don't forget to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TriStarTalk. I'm Jeff Patterson. Thanks for listening.